Hey guys, welcome back to Midnight Haze. I guess I've kind of cut back a little bit for my two weekly episodes and it's turned into more of a one a week kind of thing, but it is my busy season of life and I'm in my football mom era along with school and lots of parenting and work in between. So tonight I just wanted to kind of talk about parenthood and just some of the things that I'm struggling with at the moment and maybe some of you can relate. Sometimes I just wish I had at least like one parent I could call on weeks like this and just get those good heart-to-hearts in and just let it all out and have my parents just be there and give their advice or even just words of encouragement, which I have a great spouse and while we make parenting decisions together and support one another, he does have his mom that he can go to. And we've been together for so long, and I absolutely love her, and I know that I can go to her, which is amazing, and I am so grateful for her. But sometimes I just wish my parents could just be parents for me when I need them to be. But it is what it is, and I know this feeling and this moment will pass, and it'll just be another rough patch I went through without them. Which, in hindsight, is better than having to deal with their bullshit on top of my own and them just adding more weight on my shoulders. But I do realize that for now, in this moment, it does just suck. Anyways, as most of you have probably gathered by now, I have two amazing little guys and I work full time, which in itself is a lot to juggle. Most days I just feel like I'm giving my all in either direction and I just struggle with finding balance between everything, as well as trying to be a present spouse and get that bonding time and connection in so we can kind of stay grounded and on the same page. And it's just a lot. I mean, it's no wonder parents don't have many friends. We can't even find the time to breathe. You just kind of feel like you're giving your all in every direction, and it's exhausting. And I'm so lucky that I have a man who is there willing to give 80% when I can only give 20, and vice versa, because I don't know how else I'd do it. I know as parents, we will always find a way because that's just what we do for our kids, but it would be tough tougher than what it is now. I just have to say that I absolutely love motherhood, and I don't say that sarcastically. I really do love it. All my life, I wanted to be a mom and the best one I could possibly be. I spent my childhood watching all the women in my life and taking bits and pieces from their parenting and just deciding if that was something that I wanted to be like or if it was something that I wanted to avoid when it was my time to become a parent. And I'm not sure if everyone does this or if it was just the whole childhood trauma thing, but I just made a lot of observations whenever I was a kid. So I kind of just grew up saying what I wouldn't do or what I would do differently whenever I raised my kids. So like I grew up saying I wouldn't fight in front of my kids and I would never put them in situations where they were scared or had to evaluate everyone's motives and behaviors to protect themselves and predict whether they were safe or not. 
I just always wanted them to feel safe and secure in the life that I was providing for them. And I feel so far I've done just that. And I also said that I never wanted to spank my children. As I have said previously, I just felt like as a child, those were my most vulnerable moments. And still to this day, I kind of lack that physical love and connection because I don't trust people touching my body or it's hard for me to get close um, emotionally with people because I'm so used to distancing myself. That's just a defense mechanism that I have. However, it just kind of came so naturally whenever it came to my kids. I held them all the time as infants because I don't think that you can spoil a baby too much with holding them and showing them that love and connection. I don't think that means that they'll be spoiled and want held all the time. I mean, it's normal for babies to want that connection. They just had the strongest connection and were carried for nine months. So, I don't know, it just never made sense to me. Anyways, as my kids have grown, it's been so easy to just continue that love and nurturing for them. I love hugging them and giving them words of affirmation and snuggling with them and just talking with them and really getting to know them and their little personalities and creating that bond and connection with them. So I feel that they've always felt nothing but love and security and I'm so damn proud of that. Some people, especially older generations, have looked at us like we're crazy because we've never spanked them. but. Honestly, I just feel like we've never had to, and we've never had real reason. Sure, tantrums and not listening have happened plenty of times, but after talking things out, they usually understand pretty well, and they'll settle down, or we've had to take things away before. And I just always try to make sure that like the punishment matches like the items that are taken away, because I feel like that just makes sense to kids. Like things do have to kind of be fair and I'm not talking like participation trophy fair but whenever it comes to punishments like they need to understand why they're being punished I feel that's just my view on it so like for instance if you're throwing blocks the blocks are going to get taken away you don't get to play with them if you can't play with them right A meltdown over tablet time being up means that the tablet's gone for the next time that you want to play on it. Um, Back talking and being disrespectful or disruptive at school, daycare, or home results in all the electronics and everything you have as a privilege of being kind and respectful are gone. I mean, sometimes it's a little bit of a struggle trying to deem how the punishment fits the behavior and why we're doing what we're doing but for the most part I feel like we try to make it to where it makes sense and some of you can judge me for that that's fine although I have to say I don't judge those who spank their kids now if you're beating your child yes I have a problem with that and I'm gonna say something but spanking and parenting that is your choice on how you raise your children And I have said that from the beginning, I want this to be a judgment-free zone, and I intend to keep it that way. I support all parents who are out here just trying their best to love and raise their children into good humans, and it is hard enough 
without others judging your every move. So if you're judging, feel free. Your opinion is just that, yours. But you can also find somewhere else to be a judgmental Judy. The rest of us are just out here minding our own business and trying our best. And I am not perfect and I'm in no way saying that this is the right or only way to parent. It is just simply how I do things and I need to vent because I have had a rough week. So it's just what I'm doing. Anyways, recently my oldest has been acting up here and there, which he is very confident and I have always tried to instill that in him. And I am very proud of him for his confidence and I never want to deter that in any way. But this week has been a struggle for me on how to parent. I mean, this whole gig never came with a rule book and finding your parenting style, especially as they get older and are learning actual boundaries and respect while they have the capability to understand their actions and know how to communicate is so hard. And I am so not prepared for the teenage years. I think a lot of my issues are just kind of stemming from the fact that I, and even my fiance as well, have always tried to give our kids the childhoods that we never had. And in turn, I feel our oldest has kind of gotten a little used to having this great lifestyle and childhood. So he just expects everything and everyone to revolve around him and his wants. And I won't say needs because his needs are mentally, physically, and financially always met. However, the wants are where we are struggling. He is such an amazing kiddo and, I mean, so smart and has always been kind and caring. But I think he has just recently decided to test boundaries and is straying from what's really important in life. Which isn't the sports or the TV shows or the gaming systems or being the cool kid or the class clown, but more just like family and being kind and respectful and living in the real world with real people and having to be aware of other people and their feelings and how you kind of affect those. And I just feel like for these younger generations, they're so intertwined with this like false sense of reality and the age of the internet and for most of them it is really doing them a disservice now i will admit i struggle with following through with punishments like taking things away and grounding my kids because i never wanted them to feel like they're bad kids i don't believe there is such thing as a bad kid and after working at a behavioral school for children for a year One thing that really stuck out to me was that all behavior has meaning, (laughs) and so I kind of feel like I've always used that as almost an excuse to be more lenient on punishments and let my kids be kind and helpful for a short amount of time, and then I cave and let up on punishments. And I don't, like, I kind of use it as an excuse in the sense of, I'm like, well, they're behaving this way because maybe they're feeling this way or maybe I'm not showing them enough love and affection or I have been working a lot more here lately so 
maybe they're feeling a little left out. And I feel like that just doesn't excuse the fact of like the back talking and the behavior. And just because they are having a bad week, I can't allow them to kind of dictate their punishments or let them walk all over me, basically. But now it's just kind of to the point my oldest has kind of caught on to this and expects it. And I'm not speaking ill of my child. He is absolutely amazing, but this week has just been a little bit of a struggle. And I hope if he ever listens to this, he knows that I think the world of him and his brother, and I know this is just a phase and he is not a bad kid. And like I told him today, I was like, I know you're not a bad kid. I know you're kind and helpful and thoughtful. And I see that in you all the time, every day, even on your rough days. But I just think you're straying away from what's really important in life, like the connection and family and being kind and respectful to others. And it's my job as your mother to guide you back on the right path and help you correct the behavior. Because I love you and that's my job. And while I want to be your friend, I'm your parent first. So, I'm just trying to share my struggle and my version of what's going on. And it's just so hard to have to be the bad guy with your kids. I never want my children to feel like I am upset with them or them not feel loved or worse, feel ashamed of themselves. I want them to know that it's okay to make mistakes and I am here to help you learn from those. And that I'm doing it all because I want you to grow up into this beautiful, amazing human that I know you're going to be as an adult. And it's okay to have bad weeks, but I just have to get you back on track. That's just my job. I don't know. This week has just been really hard on my mama heart. I don't cry very often, but the other day I was going to do this whole podcast and I went outside to sit on my porch and type it up and get an outline going and instead I just cried. (laughs) And I don't normally cry. I'm not a crier, but it's just been a rough week. And... I don't know. I know that I'm doing the best that I can, and I'm hoping that one day my kids will know that I did the best that I could, and that I absolutely love them every step of the way. And I am not a perfect mother, but I have tried my best to be the best mom for my kids that I can be. And I just kind of think that in some way or another, we're going to inevitably create some form of trauma for our kids. There's just no way out of it. Even the best of the best. I think every child will have a moment or two where they look back on and they're just sad or it upsets them or they're upset with us. But all we can do when that time comes is hear them out and acknowledge their feelings and and, uh, own up to it. Like, yeah, I didn't handle that the best or I could have handled it differently and I'm sorry that I made you feel that way. But in the moment, I was just doing the best I could with the knowledge that I had at the time. And I'm not perfect, and I made mistakes too. And I tried to, I try to teach my kids that now, that 
I'm not perfect and I'm going to make mistakes as a mom. And I've kind of tried to teach them that they can talk to me about that. Like, if I'm upsetting you, there is a right and respectful way that you can, like, explain how I've upset you. And you don't have to, like, be disrespectful to me about it, but I'm open to that conversation. Like, if I'm upsetting you or you're not understanding kind of what I'm saying or why you're being punished, then, you know, talk it out with me. And so this week we grounded my oldest for a multitude of reasons. Um, but basically, like I said, he just kind of needed to have an eye opener and realize that the world doesn't revolve around him and that he can't dictate his punishments and, you know, that we are the parents and we have to set that boundary now, um, because we love him and care about him. And so... He had did some things, and it was just moral of the story. He was getting in trouble, and so he got in trouble at home, and we took all of his electronics. And I know that they say, like, the term grounding is just, like, meant to you stay in your room, you don't go anywhere, you don't do anything. Um, My sense of grounding is kind of like... I'm taking all of the electronics away. Yes, you cannot have them. But my explanation on why is because I feel like you're getting disconnected. You're getting disconnected from the reality of life and you need to really get reconnected with yourself and your feelings and your behaviors as well as maybe spend more time with the family because not only was he acting out but he also just didn't want to spend time with us as a family like he would want to just sit in his room all the time and watch his tv shows or look at his football cards or play his game and I feel like a lot of kids do that nowadays and they just really need to kind of get grounded and level out and see what's really important and get connected back with family and having conversations and movie nights and just spending time together because I feel like that is really important in keeping kids you know connected with you and understanding when the electronics and things like that are getting to be too much and I guess I did kind of let it get out of control because I would let him come home from school or sports and just kind of hang out on his gaming system or TV and I would ask him like do you want to watch a movie with me do you want to hang out and he would just be like no I don't really want to and so I would always be like okay well I'm just going to respect your boundaries and like let you hang out but at the same time I'm like I miss my kid I want to spend time with you like why don't you want to spend time with us as a family and so I feel like this grounding is also going to help us get connected back with what's important and that's each other a good foundation for a family is togetherness and being whole so anyways i'm done on that whole rant but i'm just hoping this really does reconnect us all with a little bit of reality and show my kids that there are consequences to your actions but we are always here to go through it with you and you are loved 
I don't know. That's just my views and my hopes. And I've always just heard the saying that it's hard to parent the you and your child, but I think it's even harder to parent them as themselves. Yes, I do see so much of myself and my kids and their behaviors and personalities, and I love it. But I don't think that that makes it hard to parent them. I think just like seeing them and their own personalities and that innocent soul in them just makes it hard. It's like I see every version of them, the past, the little baby that I brought home from the hospital, um, the present, who they are now, and all the things that they're learning. And then I also see all the possible, possible versions of them. And I just so desperately want to do this right and not break their sweet souls in any way, but rather just guide them in the right direction. And maybe that's doing them a disservice. I don't know. But it's just so hard for me. Does anyone else look that deep into it? I don't know. But I'm also just struggling this week with, like, my youngest. Um, He, I've always said that he just lives in his own world. And from the time that he was about nine months old, Um, I started to notice like he had a little bit of a stutter and he loves imaginative play and he gets really into telling all these stories and, you know, I don't know, he, from nine months, he would like do this hand flapping thing in front of his face and it was mostly whenever he got really excited or really nervous and... It just never went away. And whenever he started talking, the stutter also kicked in a lot. And he just kind of, I don't know, he was a fussy baby and he had acid reflux really bad. And so I had to hold him all the time, which I was like, I did that with my oldest. It wasn't anything new to me, but He was just so upset all the time, and we tried different medications and stuff like that to help with the acid reflux, but it just seemed like I couldn't get, you know, figure out what was going on with him. You know, we tried all this stuff and nothing helped, and it was just kind of like we made it through. And as he got older, we got ready to do preschool, and... I had taken him to, like, a well-child checkup, and I had told his doctor, like, my concerns. Like, he doesn't talk, and whenever he does, he kind of stutters, or he talks in, like, high-pitched voice or, like, a monotone voice, and just little things that had, like, concerned me, and the doctor kind of just, like, looked at me, and he was like, I think he's fine, but I am concerned about the speech. Like, he should be talking more by now. So he set us up with like early intervention and we got him evaluated and so they came and they said that he was cognitively delayed but not by a lot. Like it wasn't abnormal for him to be where he was at and then they did say he was speech delayed. So after that, the school actually ended up contacting us. They were very proactive about it. I'm not sure how they got the information, but we had never really heard anything more from early intervention. 
and they were busy like it was during covid and stuff like that so i mean i didn't really expect a whole lot of people to reach out and really try to get us into therapy because for the speech but they wanted to do like zoom and stuff like that and i was like i'm not gonna do zoom speech therapy with my toddler because he can't even sit and pay attention to a screen for more than 10 minutes so I just didn't feel like that would be beneficial but the school ended up reaching out to us and we started preschool and they ended up giving him an IEP and he did started doing speech last year for I think 30 minutes a week which doesn't seem like a lot but I mean, we did see some gains and stuff. So he went to speech therapy for almost a whole year. We would have our meetings and I'm like, you know, do you guys notice that he has this big imagination? And they're like, yeah, it's great that he has such a big imagination. You know, most kids his age are on a tablet or stuff like that. So they don't really have much time to do imaginative play, I guess. And he didn't. He didn't sit on a tablet or anything like that for long periods of time. Like, he wanted to play kitchen, and he wanted to pretend fish and do story time. And I would get him all these pretend play little sets, like a camping set and stuff like that. And we would just sit there and we would do that, and he would tell these stories. And like I said, he stutters, and he didn't have great speech, so sometimes I would just catch bits and pieces of it here but it was almost like I could never really connect with him because I would talk with him and I would just feel so bad because he couldn't communicate back like or he would get frustrated if I wasn't understanding what he was saying and I think that that was just like really heartbreaking for me to see him like get frustrated like why don't you understand what I'm trying to say and like he thought that he was saying it super clear and I would just be like this is it this are you talking about that and he'd say no never mind and then he would just look so defeated and it was like so heartbreaking but we ended up finding out that he needed his adenoids taken out and tubes put in his ears well they wouldn't take his tonsils and adenoids out until they did a sleep study because he was so young and at the time I think he was like two and a half almost three and they ended up putting tubes in right before his first year of preschool and taking his tonsils out because the ENT was like I don't even need a sleep study these are huge like I'm surprised his airway isn't closed I don't know how he's breathing like it was that bad and so they took those out right before preschool and before he started speech his first year and It made a huge difference like he was getting a zero on the hearing test and um, they said that with his tonsils being so big it was really hard for him to talk and that's probably why he sounded kind of monotone or talked in different pitch voices and um, also he just couldn't hear very well so he couldn't understand like how we were doing certain pronunciations on words and stuff like that. And so after we got those taken out, the ENT was like, you should do a lot better. Like, he should be able to start talking better and hearing things better. And, you know, the speech should really start to spike up. And so 
he was like, you do need to do speech therapy though, because now he is kind of behind because of this. And so we did the first year of speech at school. And like I said, we had seen gains from that. Um, but I just kind of felt like he was still a little behind. Um, and whenever I would bring it up to the school and stuff during our AP meetings, they were like, no, he's good. He's on track. But I ended up seeing like his speech therapist at a birthday party and she had noticed that he was stuttering at the birthday party. And she was like, has he always done that? And I was like, yeah, he's done it since he was a baby. Like, you know, and it kind of stopped there for a while and now it's just picking back up again. And she was like, well, I'm going to add that into his IEP. Like I commend her for like being so kind and taking note of that at a birthday party where she wasn't working or even had to do like perks of living in a small town, I guess. But she was just really so kind and like sat and talked to me about everything and really explained to me like, you know, it could just be his brain catching up with his speech or vice versa, like his speech catching up with how he processes things in his brain. And so he just gets really excited and tries to shove it all out at once. Um, she said, or it could be like an actual stutter, like medical stutter, where he kind of gets stuck in these phases of repeating certain words. And so we just started the second school year. And now that that's in hi- that was at the end of the year. So this is the beginning of his second year. And it's in his IEP now for her to like monitor it. So hopefully that goes well. I just, um, I've kind of just always felt that he... He just kind of lives in his own world and I used to think that like maybe the hand flapping and the loud noises and the sensory overload and the not talking or not making eye contact or some of the things that he says, like he says she instead of he and gets that, um, words like that kind of confused and other things as well. Um, but I almost felt like he was on the spectrum and I feel terrible saying that because like, I don't want him to ever think that I thought something was wrong with him because that's not the case. I just am struggling so hard to make sure that he gets put in the therapies or the school settings that set him up to achieve things. Like, I don't ever want any anyone to give him, like, unrealistic expectations because he's just this free little spirit and that's okay. And I love everything about him, but I just want to make sure, like, even if it isn't the spectrum and it's just a sensory processing disorder or he gets anxious or anything like that, then I just want him to be set up in a way where, you know, I'm taking him to therapies as early as I can to help him with those sensories or 
I again have him in speech therapy or like next year they were talking about if his speech improves even more this year and they feel like he's at a good spot then he wouldn't need the IEP like we had to hurry up and renew the IEP before they like he wouldn't be eligible for it anymore like he wouldn't qualify because he was at certain levels and achieving certain things and while I feel like he is talking a lot more and his stutter might not be as bad like there are some areas where I'm like okay he still struggles in social settings like a lot of his issues last year were even in speech he just didn't talk a lot so they couldn't really determine whether you know he understood things and stuff like that like he could understand things and he knew like what his name looked like whenever it was spelled or if they asked the kids to pick up he could do that like but he did struggle like if they tried to get him to talk in group settings like he would talk and respond but he still struggled with like playing with friends and stuff like that and I just don't want him to have these social expectations if and even academic expectations if you know they're unrealistic for him like if he doesn't have an IEP or you know somebody back there advocating for him saying well hang on he's not quite there all the way just yet let's give him a little bit more time and kind of set him up in settings where they'll help him get to that rather than just throwing him into these settings, which I don't think that they would do. Um, I think if they felt he really needed an IEP or he needed that extra, um, you know, people advocating for him, then they would do just that. Like, they have been absolutely amazing, and I absolutely love the school and the staff. Um, I just worry as a mom. I feel like we all worry as a mom or a parent in general. We just want to make sure that Our kids are okay no matter what. And I hope that if he ever listens to this, that he knows that I never thought anything was wrong with him or, you know, I didn't think that he was not smart or anything of the sorts. Like, I don't think anything is wrong wrong with him. I don't think that there's anything wrong with being autistic. I don't think there's anything wrong with having sensory issues. I, just as a mother, want to make sure that he is always in an environment where he feels comfortable and he feels loved and he feels empowered to be the best that he can be just himself. And I don't ever want anybody to take that great big imagination and that big heart and that innocence from him. I just always want him to feel safe and loved. I want both of my kids to always feel safe and loved. And this is just one of those mom times where it's really hard to either try to advocate for my kid or worry about my kid being mad at me in the future for wanting to be their voice when his just hasn't got there quite yet and I know it will eventually and I know that everything's gonna work out but this is just a struggle 
for me mentally as a mom right now. I think everything is kind of a struggle as a mom. Like you are always like, am I going to do the right thing? Is this the right thing for my kid? Am I doing too much? Am I doing too less? And yeah, these are just some of the struggles that I face right now in motherhood and parenthood in general. And you guys can share your thoughts and opinions with me, what you're going through, if you're going through something similar. I mean, feel free to share it with me because parenting is tough. And yeah, I don't know. I can't even remember to drink as much water as I need to. Um, So maybe I'm just dehydrated and over anxious and overthinking things because I do also have anxiety so I don't know let me know what you guys think be sure to comment below um, in the questions and answers on Spotify and reach out I mean if you're going through it too I am here for you I know that motherhood is hard and I will be your village And on that note, I am going to bed, and as always, until next time, clear the haze and manifest better days.